Welcome to another episode of the No Further Comments podcast, a.k.a. the NFC. I'm your co-host, Alex Meacham, and as usual, my other co-host, the talented Mr. Glenn Riley. Who they? It's good. Chilling, man. Just moving these packs. <laughs> we are on episode number six. Number six. All right. Number six. Who you have? Uh, What, Bill Russell? Bill Russell? Yeah, yeah. Bill Russell wore number six. Stan, Stan Musial. Okay. Uh, who else? Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin. There you go. Okay. The Nets. Uh, I'll throw a couple at you. Okay. Wally Backman. Wow. Eight eighty-six Mets. That's right. He was no Dykstra. <laughs> Doctor J. Doctor J. Yeah. Well, once he got to the NBA, he was he was thirty-two in the ABA. Yep. And three plus two equals five. Plus one equals six for for the, for the numerology uh, conspiracists out there. Eddie Jones. Yeah, I don't know if he warrants. warrants Mitch. We're getting pretty low on, low on the little. I, I got one for you. I Team Jordan, you. Eddie Jones, though, right? That's, that's right. Yeah, rep. I, I got one for you. Uh, there was a player that played for the New York Yankees named Bobby Brown. Okay. Who wore number six. But check this out. Years later, there was another player named Bobby Brown uh-huh. that played for the Yankees. Two Bobby Browns played for the Yankees. Did he wear number six as well? <laughs> nope. Did he record every little step? <laughs> I wish. The first one was white. The okay. second one was black. Did he make it on our own on the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack? <laughs> Bo Diaz. Man, the legend. The god Bo Diaz. Rest in peace. You know, Bo Diaz died in his native country, um, doing some electrical work on the top of his house. <laughs> That's one hundred percent factual. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think he was too. I don't think he was like like. I don't know if he was done with his career or just like recently retired. But yeah, that, that's uh, rest in peace to Bo Diaz. Yeah. All right. In fact, all right, Bo. That's the uh, that's the throwback jersey you got to get when you when you're thinking of obscure Reds. Bo Diaz. Bo Diaz. Don't sleep. Well, this is podcast number six, so we said number five. Yeah, we've got our we've got it down. So number six, there should be be no no mess ups anymore. Yeah, this should be speaking perfect. of numbers. Wasn't it your parents' fiftieth uh, anniversary this week? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So shout shout out to your uh, your mom and dad. And and one thing that's always striking when you see a picture of Alex's parents, uh, Alex is bald head. Alex has been bald headed for a number of years. But Alex's father has a head of hair that can only be described as magnificent. <laughs> you know what? No, no one will contest that. If you if you know if you know um, um, yep. Bob Meacham, no one will contest that his hair is nothing short of magnificent. Well, a, a funny story is back flowing locks. My father has you know he's he's got this wavy he's got wavy gray hair and he and he brushes it back and forth That's ye- right. for years. They was trying he's, to get him to brush it this. forward, and he told him no. He, you know, he went gray when he was about eighteen years old. Okay. So any picture from eighteen on, he's gray. Okay. And so my mom's been in fashion design for years. Yeah. And you know, uh, when, when she first started getting into fashion, you know, Ralph Lauren used to be here in Cincinnati. Oh, really? Yeah, he had a tie shop downtown, and obviously he's, he was he's, the Anderson Cooper up. of his time. Yes. Well, when my mom married my father, and my mom knew Ralph Lauren, okay, people would see my dad 
and my dad would wear a gray suit okay. and had the silver hair yeah, slicked yeah. back. And people used to think my mom was rolling with Ralph Lauren. Man. True story. Man. Yeah, so. But he's, cool. got, he's got around four or five inches on Ralph Lauren, though, right? Ralph Lauren <laughs> yeah, he's is, a little, is super short, right? Yeah, 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 no doubt. Well, hey, with our number six podcast here, we decided to bring in somebody in studio. Special guest. Special guest. How would you describe him, Glenn? Uh, man about town. Yep. Um, um, Cincinnati's most prolific um, conversation starter on, on the social media circuit. Some call him mic drop. We just like to call him Bobby. Welcome to the No Further Comment podcast, Bobby. We, you want us to call you Bobby or Mic Drop? It doesn't matter. You, you, I know you a lot longer before yeah. I was Mic Drop. So yeah, we go um, back. Yeah, we go back a while. Before I call him get, Bobby Drop. How do? Yeah, we can. <laughs> Bobby Bob Drop. Drop. Nobody mentioned LeBron James number six. Nobody even. Lake, wow. uh, the, uh, yeah, yeah, the Miami Olympics. years. I mean, yeah. sheesh. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, I was just thinking to myself. No? Like, I was always salty that when he went back to Cleveland, he didn't go off the board and say 29, 6 plus 23. And there is no 29 ever in in, in NBA basketball. He he would have been unto himself on that one. But nope, he wanted to to reward all the fans that kept the (laughs) the old jerseys and didn't burn them. Nice job, LeBron. You're a mensch. Bobby, (laughs) what's what's going on, man? Tell everybody uh, about yourself and what you got going on. Um, I like long walks to the to the bank, <laughs> <laughs> holding hands, romantic music. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Um, I have a hard time talking about myself. So when someone asks me, tell me about yourself. But Cincinnati native, yep. uh, DJ. I've done pretty much everything when it comes to music, and you used to have a rap group. I've I've been in several rap groups. Okay. I've, I've had I've been in a rap group. I, I was a producer. That. I was uh What was the uh, rap group's name? We were it depends. I, I was in a group well it depends on how you want to look at it. When I was younger we were in a group called the Funk Dogs. That was when I was like in high school. We not only we started off dancing because dancing was back in the day right. yeah. was a lot bigger than rapping, can, just to let you know if you can, can you still dance. There's nothing soft oh, yeah. about it. You still, yeah. you, you still can dance. Oh yeah, I'll kill you. I've seen your videos. Oh 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 whoa whoa whoa! whoa, whoa. whoa. Has a, a gauntlet been thrown? <laughs> wait wait wait! But let me let me just say, I mean, really, that was how you got girls. If you could dance, oh no doubt about it. You yeah, got yeah. you got was, girls by dancing. It was so, a major key. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> major key. Did you used to? Like practice moves, like watch Heavy D and the Boys, and you oh, know yeah. Big Daddy Kane, and then oh, no, go no. to your school dances. Oh yeah, I mean we would. Out. Let me tell you something. If there was Golden Skate, Holiday Skate, we would be ready. Me and the crew, <laughs> we would be ready. And we went to you know this is back in the surf dance days. I'm definitely right, showing my right, showing right. my age. It was a different time. Um, but I mean, you always knew that there were crews that were going to be there, and you you wanted to be the best. I mean, that's just. I mean, that's how. You got girls. I mean, that's how I got probably more girls than ever was dancing when I was younger. Yeah. So, 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 what happened after high school? What'd you get into? Uh, much stuff. Then rap. Rap became a lot. You know, after I stopped dancing as much, it didn't. It wasn't quite as cool. <laughs> so, I right. uh, started rapping. Um, then started producing for you know a number of different groups, a number of different um, artists. Uh, then after that, I had my son. I gave all that stuff up. Sold all my equipment. How old's your son right now? Twelve. He's twelve years old. Um, Doing really good at Walnut Hills. Just got off the phone with him, actually. Yeah, got to work on his storytelling ability. Got to work right? on his storytelling ability. That is something we pride ourselves in <laughs> our family. You Beginning, to middle, and end. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, gotta, he has to learn how to pick out the, the, the points, point the good points. But 
um, sold all my stuff. And then a little bit after that, uh, just got into DJing, excuse me, in the last, uh, what, six, seven years. Uh, so I got a crew, you may know us by the cool kids and, uh, we do a couple different things, t-shirt parties and things like that, which have been pretty big in the city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Michael Jackson versus Prince party. That's a great party. We, we're bringing that back. Um, we just have to find the right. It's one of those things where we did it before and it was really good. And right now, like I have a, a vision of it and I haven't, I haven't got it all worked out because the other things in the summer are so big. Um, but we'll bring it back. That's actually one of the better arguments of all time. You know, you can walk oh, up to yeah, somebody no of any age and go Michael Jackson Prince, and they'll they'll pick one. I mean, they're you yeah. Know, you can't. No, nobody stands on, on the fence on that one. Yeah, without a doubt. So. so, you know, one thing that uh, that I've noticed is on Facebook, like Glenn alluded to earlier, on Facebook you seem to engage people, and you, like me, I enjoy social media. I enjoy Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, and just posting things, getting reactions from people, and just chopping it up and getting the conversation going. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, to me, there's a, there's a lot of things that, I mean, there's so many interesting conversations. Um, I would have never met him if it weren't for Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, he's actually one of my favorite, you know, people who, uh, when he sees comment, I'm like, man, that's pretty insightful. Oh, speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Being I mean, it is, <laughs> no, it is actually. Like, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, like, no, Glenn's you know, on point. If he wasn't, I would, you know, definitely make fun of him. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but he actually is. But, I mean, to me, it's just always interesting to see uh, the different points of view everybody has. The one thing I don't like about Facebook as much is that it seems that a lot of people insulate themselves with certain groups. So everyone's in a big, you know, if you don't agree with someone, you yeah, pretty yeah. much unfriend them or block them and, you know. I've always just kept my page open because I just don't ever want to be under the illusion that any of this stuff is private. None of it's private. Right. Yeah, Once tough. you put it out, it doesn't matter if you, you're public or not. I mean, what well, I think one one problem we have today is I don't think we've engaged as a community, as a society, in enough discussions. Yeah. You know, like you said, like people want to. If people disagree with Bobby, they they block them. Yeah, yeah. They unfriend him instead of let's engage, let's learn from each other. Right. Yeah, that's one of the one of the interesting things with just the whole racial debate that I find now is that, you know, everyone knows that things, you know, have progressed and that, the, you know, the racial situation is probably better this year than it was five years ago and five years before that, five years before that. But you would you now get to hear. um White people now get to hear the black perspective on things, and it probably feels as if we've regressed because you now are going to hear me complain about something that I thought was effed up 15 years ago, but there was no uh, mechanism for us to even have that communication. Right. Yeah. So, like, you know, like when we talk about the disparities between, like, crack and how that was dealt with and heroin, how that's being dealt with now – now I'm sure people listen to black folks like, well, you know, why are y'all, you know, complaining about this? But it's like this was a conversation that we would have amongst ourselves, but now you get to hear it, and it seems like, oh, we're so divided as a community. But but it's just because you know you now hear that perspective now, and you know it's, it's a thing whether or not we want to, you know, accept each other and hear each other's point of views now, as opposed to just be like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't like what he's saying, so you know, unfriend it. Well, I, I appreciate when people get on my page and disagree with me. Yeah. You know, sometimes I can learn something. You know, Bobby, sometimes uh, 
Glenn and I have a, I have a good buddy on on Facebook, dude, and they'll they'll go back and forth. They disperse it, you know. Yeah, kind of hit, kind of hit when I was on there. All right, so for this podcast, the theme's going to be Linda Thompson. Who? Exactly. Well, I saw a story on Linda Thompson the other day, and she was born in 1950 in good old Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> I love Memphis. And she was a beauty pageant contestant, all right? And so when she won this uh, one competition and another girl that was there, I think was runner-up, was a girl out of Rhode Island. Well, these two girls got invited to Elvis's private movie screening he had at midnight what in it, Memphis. What does that mean? You you do the math on that. <laughs> and so what happened was Linda Thompson's brother became Elvis's bodyguard. Linda's friend, who was Mrs. Rhode Island, she became Elvis's secretary, and Linda became Elvis's girlfriend that's how i do most of my hiring by the way that, that how you work <laughs> pageants and by the way how much do you guys know about elvis more than i should do you really lightweight i mean i know more than the average person bobby uh most of my heroes don't appear on those stands <laughs> <laughs> yeah, elvis was a twinless twin the other one died the other one died and and he was actually more talented not always works. What's the, what, what all do you know about Elvis? I'm actually interested in this. Well, just give me some good. Well, okay. First of all, the Ray Schremer connection. Born in Tupelo, Tupelo. Mississippi, right. as well. Then he moved to Memphis. Yeah, Sergeant Parker or whatever was, uh, or Colonel Parker, um, discovered him, whatever, and yeah, moved to Memphis. I mean, he died um, on the toilet. <laughs> He's still alive. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, he is, he is still alive. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about Elvis is the fact that when he, um, I forget what the name of the album is, but his first of uh, actually was the first ever the blueprint album called <laughs> Elvis Presley. Okay. When he was on the front cover, he had a guitar. Okay. And he was like jamming out. It was like at a concert, and they took a picture of him. Well, the, well, many, you know, music historians considered Elvis the first guy to really make. The guitar, that like, um, what do you want to call it? The the primary, the lead instrument. Okay. Because prior to that, it was the piano. Okay. Jared Lee Lewis. Yeah, and so he kind of was, was a, that was a beast, by the way. <laughs> hey, he became Great Balls that of guy. Fire is like one of my favorite movies. Yeah. <laughs> but so, and, and back to something I want to I want to talk about Elvis's death. In that people thought for years Elvis was still alive. Yeah. What why why is that our, our Elvis historian here Glenn Riley? I don't know. They they couldn't they couldn't accept it. And, and what did he die of? A broken heart. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. But, but. some bar I think it was uh some barbiturates, I don't know. Okay. Some, some, it was dr- drug related. Yeah. Normal something. rock and roll death. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 can tie which I think is is very interesting and it's um September 13th is the uh, anniversary of uh, Tupac's death. Okay. And and people obviously for years and still do some people. No they don't. Think Tupac <laughs> is still alive. Yeah, yeah. It's like that Dave Chappelle skit I, I, <laughs> in the club. <laughs> I would have a lot more uh, um sympathy for Tupac if if he wasn't stomping somebody out. 
<laughs> mere hours before. And what's what's odd about that? The guy that he the guy that he stomped out. His name was uh, Orlando something. Uh huh. He actually looks like Tupac. Oh wow! Have you ever seen the picture? Yeah, of him? Oh yeah, I'm it, a big Tupac fan. So doesn't he look like Pac? Yeah. I thought that was odd. So so Bobby, who who killed? He was the twin. <laughs> Just like the Elvis, he was he was a twin. <laughs> he was the twin. He was twin. Twin, <laughs> twin of Pac. One Pac. <laughs> So, so Bobby, since you're a big Tupac fan, who killed Pac? I mean, this is obvious. The Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't think I don't think this is up for debate. No, I'm just joking with you. I, I, just, I don't know. They, they should kill him. Come on. No. Let's. I don't know. I mean, no, I, you, you wouldn't be in the car if you had somebody. That 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 that's that's, I, that's I, mighty risky. I, I don't know. I mean, I, that, that's one of those things. It's like I don't even. I honestly don't even care. I mean, you know, I guess I'm one of those people that's like, he's dead either way. Um, what makes me so salty about both of those killings that... that You're talking about Big and... Yeah, and it's like five years later, it would have just been video camera like to the hilt. You know what no, I mean? Like, like, well, the Biggie one's on, part of it is on, on video. Okay. They killed Pac. It was like in the middle of everything. Yeah. There right. have been more cameras than, you know... I mean, in Vegas, like Vegas is, is, is the city of cameras. Yeah, that's actually uh, uh, after Sin City is actually known as um, the city of cameras. <laughs> did you did you ever hear the story in, in, in Bobby uh, as a Pac fan that Pac told his sister was in Vegas that night and his sister was there with her friend and Pac told them, don't come out. He says, we're going to club. I, I don't want you coming with us. And what they the- stayed back in the hotel. He, he, he said, no, you're not coming. But see, the thing about Pac is Pac is I mean, he he was predicting his death. Like from the womb, almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so there's really like, there's a hundred stories that are like that, and even you know, Shock G and all those guys used to always say, "Hey, Pac always thought about his death, and he would say, hey, if I die this way, put this out. If I die this way, put this music out.' So, I mean, he uh, doesn't surprise me. So you think he knew he knew he was going to die at some point? Well, everybody knows they're going to yeah. die at some point. I mean, I mean, early. I think pretty much if you were there's a certain. Let me say this. If you're a young black male at that time period doing those type of things, there was always that I'm going to die early type of mentality, especially from a person like Tupac. I mean, that was the audience he was speaking to. Yeah. Right. You know, he at least wanted to give the illusion that he, he he was about to die, even if he, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that, that added to it, I think. Well, you already been shot. That's not yeah, that that's, yeah, big that's of a true. stretch. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, I guess I've <laughs> been shot a couple of times. Well, big pun. Um, I guess knew he was gonna uh, have a heart attack. So, Glenn, you think that uh, you you think in the debate of great hip hop artists that Tupac is too high on the list? Yeah. And, wow. and, and you know who really hates me saying that? Me, Tretch. Oh, well, Tre- <laughs> Tretch will stomp you. Tretch out. will stomp you out for talking. No, but I think about Tupac is. I think he's like. He was such a personality that it 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 it's larger than the music. You know what I mean? Like like you can. How can you be larger than music if 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 you're on the Pope's playlist? <laughs> I'm just, let's just be honest here. I mean, how are you? How how are you not? You're on the Pope's playlist. Huh? Well, I'm saying, but it's all all the the added things that came with Pac, like like. Like girls liked him to acting. I mean, I think he's a superior actor than he is is rapper. You know what I mean? It's like Bobby. Like, Bobby, you look like you disagree pe- with people that. People love the personality of Tupac to the point that they give him 
a pass on some of the weaker elements of his music, which are which are which are ability to to rap at a at a East Coast level in in 1995. What is an East Coast level? A higher level, sir. A a higher level. (laughs) (laughs) First, you have to realize that number one, Tupac is from the East Coast. You have to acknowledge that, not stylistically. He's from the East Coast. We're, we're not talking. About, we're talking about. I mean, be, yeah, Michael Jordan is born in Brooklyn. He, 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 but he lives. You know, he stylistically. He spent, he spent in, a lot in, of his North time Carolina. in the East Coast. It's not like he was born there and they moved three. Born. I don't. Tupac was able to do more than any, more than any other artist. He was speaking direct. A lot of what he could understand it and get it. And that, but, I'll tell you, Jay Z is the best. Yeah, because all things all considered. There's nothing he doesn't have. His resume is the yeah, is the, the spotless. It doesn't have anything. Right. But if you ask me about greatness, Tupac personifies greatness. He is the Muhammad Ali. He is the people's champ. Even Biggie, who as great as he was, he did not want to go against Pac. He didn't. Yeah, but 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 all That's those greatness. other things are encompassed in that. Like I don't feel that that like for example, if Tupac never starred in, in a movie. I don't think he would be considered who, you know, like, like girls love Tupac for poetic justice. You know what I'm saying? I like, hate like, the if. I mean, if my if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. We can do the if all day. I mean, it, yeah, you're right. But he was that was part of his gift. <laughs> but but I'm saying, but we're not judging him. If we're judging someone's persona, is different from if you're judging their music. You can't you can't say like Elvis. Back to that was an actor. When we talk about Ali, but, do we but, not but, put his persona in it? Uh, not when we're talking about best boxers. We we just go on on, on what he did in the ring. Or le- the, at least I do. He was the greatest. Most people say he was the greatest, but there's other people who have. No, people say, say Sugar Ray Sugar Ray Ray Robinson, Robinson is considered a better fighter than. Um, but he's than not Ali. the greatest, is he? Yeah, he is. By who? St- I mean, if somebody by, says by, who's by, the greatest boxer, they would say it's Ali. Well, that's his nickname. That'd be like saying saying who's the the goat, and someone said LL Cool J, but it's not like like he's really the greatest. He, he just dubbed himself that. You know my feelings on LL Cool J. <laughs> Back well, to Linda Thompson. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can get you can get people to argue Tupac and Biggie to the end of time. Oh, there's there's no doubt about it. Speaking of uh, Linda Thompson. She shot and, Tupac. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you were talking about acting. Okay. Linda Thompson's acting career. Okay. All right, so, so, so check this out. She starred and was on the show Hee Haw. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was always on Hee Haw. classic. Along with one of my favorites, Fantasy Island. Okay. And one of the shows with the best intro ever, Chips. Okay. Starsky and Hutch. Please say Love Boat. She wasn't on Love Boat. Oh. She was on Beverly Don't Hills 90210. Wow, that's a but, leap. <laughs> her resume is ridiculous. Yeah, she wrote like a song for a bodyguard for the bodyguard soundtrack too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're wow. we're gonna we're gonna get into her uh her, her music stuff here in a second, but back to Hee Haw. We we need to explain and figure nothing. out this Hee Haw thing. I got nothing. It seems as if that show by no means could be on television today because because of of the manner in which it demeaned country folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hee Haw is good. Just, just, well, people loved Hee Haw. Oh, it was funny. It, but the thing about Hee Haw is if you look at the ratings back then, it appeared uh, 1969 through 1971. 
But if you look at the ratings back then. He all didn't make it to the 80s? Nope. It okay. was, they were in syndication for 21 okay, years. Okay, okay. That, 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 yeah. Damn sure remember Hee Haw. Yeah, they were, in, they were in syndication for 21 years wow, for CBS. that's insane. Yeah, but, but, but... I had no sense of time as a child. I'll explain that to you one day. <laughs> but, but the ratings in 1969 through 71, it showed that more than just country folk were watching Hee Haw. Well, I mean, we're, we're talking about it right now. on TV. And... <laughs> Yeah. And it also showed <laughs> yeah, real Soul Train was on at the same time, and their ratings showed the same thing. Okay. That more people than just black folks were watching Soul Train. You didn't have yeah. I find that interesting. Yeah, well, I guess just, just by the, the, the mere fact that something was on, you had to, you had like four options at one time. That must have been fascinating for, for like when white people first saw Soul Train. I had to be like, what is, is, is this? Because, you know, like black people kind of know, like, what's going on in white, white culture, even though hee-haw was, was a different level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember when the Barber Man Drill show came came on slightly after, um, I guess, because after hee-haw, and I was like, like, what's this this bit of country <laughs> uh, on, on the airwaves? You know, like Lawrence Welk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like what's going on? But, yeah, but, but no way could a show like hee-haw be on. No, 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 it couldn't exist right now. Yeah, no way. And, and, and the, the crazy thing about Hee Haw, it was filmed, an entire season was filmed in two weeks. <laughs> they had over wow. 50 characters on the show. They just, and like, they just set them up in the hotel? It was like 100 skits. Like yeah. 100. Wow. Oh, it was, so, it was so rapid fire. <laughs> they were killing it. They had, they had basically a, a couple sets, one of which was... If you remember, they had the cornfield. Yeah. And then they had the and joke it, fence. And they would pop up. Yeah. And they yeah. were like, yeah. And then they had the joke fence. And they have like celebrity um, singers. Yes, yeah. they did. Yeah. They yeah. did. He always it was an institution. A, a, pr- <laughs> a proud, <laughs> proud institution. Bobby's like, what? What? Did you I, ever- did, I think the part is amazing what you said about two weeks. That's that's a crazy that's a crazy turnaround time. Yeah. For, two weeks. I mean, you would think you you can't even hardly do that now. No. <laughs> like the, the editors of that were just like, man, we we've yeah. got enough. What was your favorite show growing up? Ooh, that's a hard one. Dukes of Hazard. Oh, that's up there. Yeah. Oh man, love some Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard, Knight Rider, Different yeah, Strokes, Knight Rider, Different Strokes was strong. One of the things that that were all. That I I gave so much um, thought to was on Night Rider, they offered at the end of one of the shows an opportunity to get the blueprints of Night Rider, but you had to like write down the the, the number and mail you know like but pre internet a catalog or anything was like you, you had to just be you had to have the decoder ring yeah the, you had you had to have like the Red Rider decoder uh. yeah and the only way you can get this was was to have like a pen and paper ready to write something down. And they, they at the end of the show they ne- they 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 never believe me cause they <laughs> never they never aired that 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 offer again. You know what's funny? It's kind of off topic, but you reminded me. Of, remember back in the day before memory cards? Oh yeah, and you had to write down the oh the, the number man. Oh man, they get you right 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 to Tyson. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> we had to. We, I had to. We played Metroid. Okay. Oh my god, that we was had, so crazy. We had a book of you know codes yeah. that you would just oh, like. God. And how did they they um. Then Tecmo had a code, and somehow the code would like, like how you remember like the records for all, <laughs> all then um, twenty eight teams in the NFL. Like this is, this is phenomenal. I played uh, two games growing up: Pac Man and Mike Tyson Punch Out. Okay, that was it. Yeah, that's all you no. needed. 
I was outside the rest what's of the time. So, what's so funny about Mike Tyson punch out? It gave you a, the the code on how to beat Mike Tyson before anybody beat Mike Tyson. Man, I mean, it basically <laughs> to this day I've not beat beat um Super Macho Man. Really? That I, I would have him down on points, <laughs> and then then that 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 third round, boy, he would unleash, and it was like, yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, the um, formula to 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 the the duck the duck and the side jab to to get him when he does the final time. Yeah, you, you know what? Quickly back to uh, back to shows. I want to throw out my favorite show, and it used to seem so magical. You know, when you were young, things things seemed just magical. That was Fantasy Island. Okay, I don't know what it was, but I had to see Fantasy Island. Hervé Villachez. love that man. Do you know How that? Cool was that dude? Do you know he's the youngest person ever to have his art in the Louvre? Hervé Villachez, the the the, the man. <laughs> how, how do you know that? Man, it, I, just, was... I just saw it. It was it was um they had a, a biography on on, on on Fantasy Island. Yeah, I think it was. It was either that or or A and E straight up biography, like when he died. But yeah, that that's crazy. Like he was like a, a cold blooded artist. Wow. That's no no prep for this. No Google search. You just knew that. You listen and you listen. That's that's that that I'm 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 almost impressed because that is the weirdest thing. (laughs) Y'all should be impressed just by the fact that I knew his name is is Hervé (laughs) Villages. The tattoo. Well, hey, hey, I can't do anything with that. Speaking of just weird, back to Linda Thompson. After she broke up with Elvis, she she initiated the breakup. Well, okay, she said that she was tired of Elvis's ways. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Which you know, you, you that know, bra's, the deal that broad got up. some nerve. <laughs> <laughs> right. After she broke up with him, she started dating Bruce Jenner, <laughs> and at that time, he was a guy's guy. He was like the ultimate athlete. Athlete. You saying he isn't anymore? I well, love the Wikipedia page because it it, 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 what? it it says Caitlyn Jenner on the Wikipedia page. Oh, okay. wow. Bruce Jenner Mar- no longer it exists. It says married to Caitlyn Jenner. Really? Yes. So somebody somewhere like is going to be like 60 years from now going to read that, and they're going to be so confused. <laughs> Man. You know? that Man, I— I, I just read this coming over in that, that same book I was talking to about earlier, the Chuck Klosterman book, What If We're Wrong? And the movie The Matrix was written by these two brothers in That's 1999. Well, you, you might not know this, but they're twins, and they both have now had a sex change. Yeah, and they're both And they're both women now. I do know that. And people are now interpreting the Matrix as if that was the like as far as taking the pill and living in a separate reality uh-huh. that that's actually a metaphor for them feeling trapped in as women in men's bodies. But then somebody I forget there was a, there was a lady or somebody who sued them for taking that idea too. Okay, I don't know if they wrote the screen if they wrote the if she wrote a book. And then they wrote the movie. Yeah, yeah, her, yeah. It was something like that. Yeah, it was some she controversy. Got of, she got a bunch of money for that. But yeah, I do know both of them. Oh, okay. Which is really weird. Yeah, that 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 that's off the hook. You just ruined that movie. Yeah, that movie for, for Bobby. Awesome. No, it's still, I still <laughs> the Matrix is my number one movie of all time. That's your that's your number one. Number one. Movie oh wow. Of all time. What's your number one, Glenn? Man, it's just maybe, so maybe Amadeus or, or um, I don't know. It's a lot. Probably, no, probably Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. When that like came Pulp out, Fiction. that was 
I, I'm always trying to see Pulp Fiction with somebody who hasn't seen it. You know, like that's yeah. like the way that you almost can like relive things. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh god, like my business partner in North Carolina has never seen Pulp Fiction. I'm like, I'm gonna fly out to right. Charlotte one day, <laughs> and we're gonna, we're gonna watch this Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's a uh, that's one of my favorites. So back to uh, Linda Thompson here, and uh, you know when she left Elvis. Went out with Bruce Jenner. Actually, married Bruce Jenner. Had two kids, Brandon and Brody. Those are uh, her two oh, okay. kids. Yeah, Brandon, Brody, and Bruce. And then, and then so she, when um, uh, when she actually divorced Bruce, it was a result of he had told her that he identified himself as a woman. Okay. And she was the first one of the first people to know. And what year was this? Uh, they got married in 1981. Okay. So. Uh, maybe they were 86, 87, maybe? yeah, because they weren't married more than five or six years. Oh, okay, so and then, um, well, you know what? You know, it's crazy, uh, just thinking about Bruce Jenner, thinking about Chris Jenner, about the rumors of her having an affair with OJ Simpson. With the juice, what do you, what, do you believe that? Well, they say that, that, that Chloe, I mean, they're supposed to be doing, a, a, I guess, some point at uh, a blood test to see, right. I sure as hell hope it is. Yeah, it just adds to the, that. Just makes it. I mean, because yeah, th- that whole click. I mean, if somehow OJ is is now affiliated with Kanye, I mean, like, like it just it just doesn't get any better than that. Like, I'm 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 really you know. Did you guys watch? Fingers the, uh, crossed. The OJ special uh, about the case on TV. Crazy. Oh yeah, that no was doubt. awesome. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, I, that, that that's one of the only two things that Narcos are like two things that I, I watched. Love Narcos. Intently, and I knew the ending. Are you referring <laughs> to the, the documentary or the um, the 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 um, one with the actors? Yeah, the one with the a- okay, actors. Okay, yeah, yeah, with, um, yeah. Uh, American Crime. Yes, yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, right. the, and the, a lot of I mean, a lot of stellar performances in that. Yes, Glenn. And, and the John Bonet story is coming on tonight. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, so, so I've been, I've been. Yeah, hold, hold on to your hat. <laughs> Let's hope we get out of here in time for that one. That that whole that whole story is crazy in itself. The whole, jeez. Yeah. But, Glenn, speaking of OJ, mm-hmm. I think we need to draw the line in the sand. Yeah. Uh, some of you are familiar with the basketball player OJ Mayo. Um, was considered at one point to be the next LeBron James, and I think we can we can comfortably say that that didn't happen. Right. But um, <laughs> he very, was very a, comfortably. He was a high school player in um, Kentucky when when this buzz started to um, simmer up. Like, okay, he was the next thing going, and seemingly out of the blue, he ends up transferring to Cincinnati to North College Hill. And I think um, a former classmate of mine, Jamie Mahaffey, that used to be, um, went to school with Roger Bacon with me, was coaching for the team. And the North College Hill team is the Trojans, and they wear maroon and gold. And O.J. Mayo wears number 32. And his name is O.J. Simpson. Like I mean, his name is O.J., and O.J. Simpson played for the University of Southern California in war number 32. Now, North College Hill has zero history of being a basketball powerhouse in Cincinnati. But he chose this school. And I could only assume that 
it was beyond coincidental that he did this because they were, you know, the Trojans and his name was OJ and he somehow was trying to do that. So he ends up leaving, going to one of the um, national powerhouse, I think for his senior year, wins a state championship in maybe Virginia or something like that. But when it comes to choosing his college, he basically was never even recruited. He just called the coach and said where he was going. And he chose the University of Southern California, which is OJ's alma mater. And he's number 32. And it's like, come on now. Like, what are the odds of? And by the way, USC, also not a basketball powerhouse, except for on the women's side under Cheryl Miller, a dominant team. (laughs) But why would you do that if you weren't trying to mimic OJ Simpson, who by this time had fallen out of favor quite quite thoroughly (laughs) with the American public? And I've never heard anyone nail him to the wall on, on, on this. Like, why are you picking these schools? You're picking maroon colored schools named the Trojans. You're following OJ Simpson's footsteps after the time in which the majority of the country thinks OJ Simpson is a double murderer. And with that, I draw a line to say OJ Mayo. Who else was on that high school team, though? Yeah, they had some ballers on that team. Didn't they, they had the other dude that ended up playing for the Celtics, um, Bill Bill Walker. Yeah. Yep. Now, weren't they go. both supposed to end up going to UC? If that's that, at least that's the rumor, and then but apparently, and apparently, they weren't known as the Trojans. The, it was a. Um, it, I'll just I'll just say this: Bill Walker, OJ Mayo, and Michael Beasley were all set to go to the University of Cincinnati and be oh, Bearcats. Wow. And then the firing, right? And then he got fired. That's so messed up. Bob Huggins. And then they went there. I think Beasley went to uh, uh, Kansas State. And by, the way, by the way, Bill Walker. Yep. We're making T-shirts later on this year, Alex, whether you like it or not. And it's going to say, um, make the Bearcats Jordan again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and You're going to do a hat? May as well. It needs to happen because everybody wants that. No one, you know, shout out to Under Armour, but that's the end of Under Armour shout outs because <laughs> everyone knows that, that UC was the joint when they wore Jordan stuff. And it's affecting your recruiting. Um, Mick. I threw, I put up a throwback Thursday picture the other day of I was in my Bearcat uniform and there were like 10 comments yeah. Of people like they didn't know they best they uniform ever. Yeah. They're just know. like those are the best uniforms ever. And every time I do that, every time I post any Bearcat pick from back in the day, people go crazy. Universally beloved in in, in the tri state area that, that that uniform and it, it's I don't know. I mean, people don't seem to realize that that's what sixteen year olds care about when choosing a school. You think Oregon would 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 be enjoying the same football success they are now if they were wearing Russell Athletic, <laughs> right? It, it's crazy. Like like I don't care what you know what um, athletic supplier pays you a superior deal. What is that deal worth when you know if if cats aren't, aren't geeking to come to your school? Yeah, gears gears become the big deal. Yeah, people it, it, it's gears and women. That's what's gonna get the recruits, people. <laughs> Hey, quick, quickly, back back to O.J. Mayo and his name, O.J. Now, I know O.J. Simpson's Orange Juice Mayonnaise. Orenthal James Simpson. 
I don't know what OJ stands for with Mayo, but the fact that there are athletes who's or they're, they're athletes that have the same name as famous people, and I always wonder, like, what are parents thinking? Yeah, when they name their son or daughter the same name, like if if I had a daughter and my last name was Houston, I'm not going to name my daughter Whitney. Whitney. Yeah, like, it's so it's, I, it's insane. It's insane. And I, I told the story. We had our tryouts for one of my fall basketball teams. And I get handed the data sheet of one of the kids. So every kid that comes in fills out this data sheet. And so we're looking at it. Tryouts are going on. Kids are running around. And I look at it and I go, all right, who, who's, who's messing around? Like, what? And I look at the sheet and it says Kobe Bryant. Spelled exactly like Kobe Bryant, so I think somebody's messing with me, right? You have a good team, <laughs> and I'm like, and they're like, "Nope, I didn't, I didn't." Yeah. I didn't th-. So I find a kid, and I'm like, "What's your name?" He's like, "Kobe," and I said, "What's your last name?" He said, "Bryant." I said, "I need to see your ID." Yeah, and he shows it. It is Kobe Bryant. Is the middle name Bean? But I think you're no. answering your own question. You really are. The reason why? Who else did you go seek out like that? Yeah. But the thing about it is, you almost put your kid in a position where no matter what they do, it's always, it's like Michael B. Jordan, the actor. He had to put that B in there. Yeah. Otherwise, he's, you can't Google search. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Michael Jordan, yeah. He had to put that B in there. And I even heard him say that they talked about having him change his name. Okay. As he got into the game, because it's just too confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, name recognition. You ever seen distinguished gentleman with Eddie Murphy? Mm-hmm. That's the same thing he did. He ran a whole campaign on on name recognition. Right. So if nothing else, now you have to stand out. If your name is Kobe Bryant, it's like when I, I run as Glenn Mallory, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much a shoe in for the for the, for the, the barrel spot in years to go. Well, there's a there's a player on the UC's football team named Mike Tyson. Okay. He he got, uh, let's see, this past game, I think he had three or four interceptions. He was the star of the game. Okay. It was Mike Tyson. Michael Jackson used to play for Georgetown. Yeah, but that was such a I think that's a more common name. name. Yeah, yeah, like, because, like, yeah. Cause, well, and he was named at a time in which which bef- that predated Michael Jackson's stardom. Because there, there's, a, there's a Michael Jordan place for Ohio State right now. And it's it's obvious, you know. It's, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people named their, you know, first name Jordan because, you know, you had the cool tie in with, right. with the shoes. If your name was Jordan, you, you could still you could still call yourself Eric Jordan if your first name is Jordan. But, yeah. But if your kid name, if your last name was Michael, would you name your kid Jordan? <laughs> I hope not. Jordan Michael. Yeah, that would be interesting. Right. Is that off limits, too? I mean, you know, what are the rules here? Exactly <laughs> yeah. are the- if your if your um, <laughs> last name is Bianca Batuka, you, you don't you don't name your child Tim. <laughs> What was the Glenn? Tell me what was the what was the guy at uh, UCLA? Oh, there was a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar running back for UCLA, and and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, basketball player, as, as you should have to specify that, ended up um, suing him, and it was kind of like, and then the cat was Muslim, and he changed his name to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he, he wore number thirty three. <laughs> and I'm That's like, just ridiculous. I'm like, it was it was the the OJ thing almost, you know. And and also at a LA school, like right across, you know, across town from like, like what what is this? Like, am I just gonna be like, oh, I'm a basketball player. Uh, my name is Reggie Bush, and I'm gonna be number five for the for the. <laughs> like, this is this is insane. 
But do you just not name your child that? I mean, let's just say, I mean, like Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Do you just, I mean, how many, how many times, I mean, do you just say, because this name is famous, Yeah. I'm never going to name my child that? Because you may not know, you, you may be in a, a, a different sport, a different, you know. Yeah, you, they couldn't have known because Isaiah Thomas, who's currently in the NBA, wasn't super tall. And like, that's a name, because Isaiah Thomas isn't like, like, I can, I can say Isaiah. I mean, they don't have anything else. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, shit, wait a minute. We good? Hold on. <laughs> so, so Glenn, where were you when nine eleven went down? Uh, I was at mom's. Um, saw it on television, and um, see, so called up my um, job and let them know and stuff. So I'm like the person that hit like probably three or four other people to uh, the fact that you know it was going down. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Let's let's talk a little bit about with with the blueprint with Jay Z's album. Let's let's talk about the whole soul sampling behind the album. Yeah, and how Just Blaze, I would say Just Blaze and Kanye were. Yeah, they they basically the, double teamed the whole joint. And it was that uh, they're that, in competition. That, yeah, that they had that chipmunk sampling going on. Yeah, right? yeah. Alvin Simon Theodore speeding up the sample. Bobby, you being a a, a music guy, what what do you think about that? I mean, that was always we, actually we were talking about sampling earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was talking about how now that, especially with the whole blurred lines case, it's pretty much had like a downward effect on music um, because you know we grew up even though we liked hip hop music, we knew all of these old school songs yeah. because they sampled them. I mean, there was you know you would get your CD. You would open the cover. Yep. You would see who produced it. Yep. And then you would figure out who did they sample yep. and let me go listen to that song. Yeah. And, and see what find they did. the sample at. So our our appreciation for music in our generation is just so much different because we listen to all those songs. Yeah. And I can remember, you know, as a producer, you would just dig through crates and crates of music, just trying to find that little bit that you could use. And it was a, it used to say you. You could sample six seconds without getting in trouble. Which okay, it turned out <laughs> yeah. not to be true. Yeah, yeah so that was a, that was yeah. a lot that, that cost a lot of people money. So that, that was, was kind of the rule. That yeah, was yeah. the that was what you know the rumor rule. That was not the that was real the hood, rule. the hood the hood rumor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the legal cable. You could do six six <laughs> yeah. seconds and nobody seconds and nobody and you, you yeah. What what was really the rule? You can't sample. You can't you can't you can't sample mm-hmm. backwards. No, you can't say. I mean. You can. You could probably do it that they would never figure it out. My, uh, but, but they have software, right? That they can just figure out what you sample. Yeah. That you can draw. I remember when that software came out. But if you know um, two of my best friends, uh, uh, Jay Graham and um, and I forget. Oh, God. I can't remember his rap name. What he, Ty, okay. I about to say they made the song. They made <laughs> Did the, you the wise one? No, no. He's also a good friend. We danced back up for him, too. Did anyway, <laughs> back in the day. Oh, wow. The, the true story. Anyway. You're getting me off my off topic. My bad. But um, they had the song in Cincinnati called Big Spender. Okay. I don't know. Do you remember this? Yeah. Um, and they could not get the sample clear uh-huh. at all. So they had to go back in and re-record and have a girl, you know, do it over again just so, you know, they could get it cleared. Because if you released it without getting cleared, okay. then it was like, you know, dumb amount of money, even if it was a song nobody had ever heard of before. So, but yeah, so sampling the game is, the game is messed up. Yeah. It's really weird too that um, um between Jess Blaze and, and Kanye and you know, they were all, you know, doing the soul at that time and a lot of people know that uh Jess Blaze is like a big polo head. 
And I got this hat that I bought at like Gentry Shop in Kenwood for probably ten dollars and like the early nineties and it ends up being like one of the, the, the ones that people covet. So I put on eBay and I banged that joint out for four hundred and fifty. How much did you pay for it? Like ten dollars. Wow. Ten dollars you said? Yeah. Okay. And the handle on the seller is just Blaze. And I put on the thing when I sent her, I said, is this the same Jeff Blaze? Is it my favorite track? Is Girls, 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 Jeff Blaze? And he puts like, ha. And I guess, you know, I guess it was him. A couple years found out, uh, Girls, 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 actually a Kanye track. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I was sitting there wondering, I was like, I don't think Jeff Blaze did that. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, uh, I sold the hat to Jeff Blaze, possibly. And uh, and sneak Disney. What what was your favorite sample off of that album? Ooh. It was probably girls, girls, girls. Though. That, 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 that was yours. I cut that that third verse when when, when he freaks it. Um, um, honey's a narcoleptic, always sleeping, sleeping on, on hove. Ah, and he, he like he like lets it go a little further. <laughs> right. Yeah, that that that's. Yeah, I was that, reading that, some. Uh, what was it? it? Was I think it was Complex or something? They were saying originally that song was for Ghostface. Oh wow. I didn't even know that. Now, he's in the song. They were saying it, two things that I thought were interesting. First, it was for Ghostface. Okay. And Michael Jackson is on that song, uncredited. Wow. Michael Jackson is? Yeah, he, he's singing in the uh, Girls, Girls, Girls on that hook. Well, And, of course, you know Ghostface is on that hook as well. I think it's Ghostface. Q-Tip, I think, is on there. It's Biz Markie, it's Slick Rick, and it's Q-Tip, right? And there's Ghostface and apparently Michael Jackson. Man. Wow. And this is not the Michael Jackson play for Georgetown. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the real MJ. Yeah. yeah. I remember, I've heard the part where he sings on there. So I remember the, you know, I remember that part. I just didn't know it was MJ. Oh, okay. Man. Is the sample a, a Michael Jackson sample? It's not a sample. Well, I don't know. Okay. But he's just singing. You know how every how they talk over it. Yeah, yeah. That That's MJ that sings one of those parts. That's so. crazy. Yeah, like, you know, like the little French sound? What'd you say, Mario? Like what, what oh, when this? the chicks, when yeah. he says, I, I got French. Yeah, that's, that's Michael Jackson. Really? Yeah. I did that? Is that what it is? Yeah. That's oh, crazy. I, I did not Mario, know. how'd you know that? Uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty big Jay Z fan. He was one of uh, when Michael Jackson took an interest in him when he was a, a, a youngster. <laughs> <laughs> hey Mario, how about that Bobby Glenn sample? Oh, I got something for you. Sounds like a love song. So- songs cry is one of my favorite. Yeah, songs yeah. off the album. You, you feel that one? I love the unplugged. The Jay-Z. Oh, oh, that. oh. Bobby Glenn, ladies and gentlemen. Sounds so good, don't you agree? You <laughs> can't see it coming down my eyes. I want to say something right here. Like, most incredible. <laughs> you don't get us back like that. <laughs> like a joy like from a producer standpoint when you turn on a song and you hear something like this and you know like that's yeah, yeah. it like, it's like this magical moment yeah I'm gonna kill that oh, right <laughs> you do not know and I, I love how I love how Jay-Z you got that Mario 
to that. There it is. Most incredible, baby. Yeah, yeah. I can't see him coming down my eyes, so I gotta make the song cry. I can't see him coming down my eyes, so I gotta make the song cry. Because the song is so I know you love me like well, it's one of those things too, like, um, like, isn't this always available for Jay Z to just like do another album of you know, fourteen quality produced soul sample songs? Like, it, it trips me out that that people can like universally claim something and then you just abandon the formula. You know, I what think I'm it's money, man. I really do. I I think. That they they got a lot of these guys just got so big and they wanted money for these samples. Okay, that it does not make economical sense to do it anymore. <laughs> well, one thing about classic albums like Blueprint or Reasonable Doubt, Illmatic, I always wonder what songs didn't make the album. Yeah, that we never yeah. heard. Like, what are they doing with those songs? I would love to. I heard that Just Blaze. You hear when they Man, if 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 Kanye will finally release this is a personal um, plea out there for um, um, Mama's boyfriend, the the original Billy Joel sample version in, in its entirety. Let, let's get that done as, as a country for 2017, people. Because like Q-Tip like released like the first verse of it, and it's so cold. It's got Bernie Mac sampled. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's crazy, but yeah, I never heard that. I yeah, never, I've never heard that either. I'm that like, is, it is dope. It's, I, I, I'll, I'll send y'all both the link to it tonight, and and um and I'll tell you the time which you both play at the same time. <laughs> Speaking of that, where were you guys when you heard Takeover, and what was your thoughts, Bobby? You know, it's crazy. I don't remember where I was when I first heard it, but the, the, over time, I have great gained a greater appreciation for that song. Yeah, because I, you know, when I first when you listen to Ether and you listen to Takeover. When I first heard Ether, I was like, "Man, he 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 killed Jay." I mean, he he. But then as I I, I got older, I listened to it, and I'm like, "Man, Jay Z didn't." What he was saying was just so hurtful. Like, yeah, it, it made him create Ether. It's like what you know, he created the animal. I mean, Nas. I mean, he did write him a check. He needs to write Jay a check for that. I mean, he pretty much yeah brought him back. Yeah, I mean, he 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 inspired. Him. I mean, he, you know, yeah. Nas was kind of like sleepwalking up in that oh point. no doubt and i always said we, we got to do a podcast at some point so i don't want to give away all my um my 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 ether takeover points but first of all what was so dope about takeover is it's a four verse song and he only gives nas the third verse so nas isn't worthy <laughs> of a of a, of a, a all-out diss and it's just so pointed like he's there's nothing he's not blasting on nobody he's just saying it's just Okay, that that's a, a things that can be verified as fact. Right, exactly. you know what I mean. And then and the, that's why it hurts. Yeah, because it's like it's like you know, in 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 what world in which you actually um uh, you know get with somebody's girl does that not like you know you know th- that's like an effective knockout punch. You know what right. I mean. And then the all time is. A one hot album every ten years. Yeah, that's, that's like that's so, the line. That's so tactical. Like wow, 
when I heard that, I remember exactly where I was. I was actually driving. I was on Clifton Avenue okay. with a buddy of mine, and we were playing it in a car. And I looked at him. I was like, man, play that back again. I was like, he just destroyed Yeah, because it just doesn't like anyone would – like nobody goes at somebody who, who's, you know, a top MC now. And the fact that it was just like – like, you know, he ended the, the second verse as Nas, you don't want to a hove. It's just like, okay, people, like, when you hear it the first time, like, oh, he shot, he, he, he dissing Nas. But, but, you know, you don't think, like, the next verse is going to be, and that, that beat is so grimy. All oh, the doors. Yeah. Five and Jay one. was never, he was never the guy that would, like, he wasn't like Pac. Pac would come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, like Pac. He, yeah. he would just call you out. He'd call your mama yeah. out. He'd call your girl out. You knew you could make Jay, Pac angry. Yeah, like and Jay was kind of <laughs> like that guy. He might, you know, you it was subliminal. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like, you know, you like knew was, that was. Yeah, he was addressing, he was addressing yeah. this person specific, but also anybody else who could hold that view. So it was like when that kid who never said nothing just started beating everybody up in school. <laughs> like, and you were like, oh, my God. Like, man, yeah, y'all we, better leave him alone. Yeah, maybe. Like, yeah. You know? Hey, we should chill. I got something for you guys. Okay. We got the number. I guess the, the door sample. sample. That's a that's that's um a lot of lot of great work on Kanye on that because that's something that you don't you don't immediately hear the potential of that as, 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 a, as a rap track. Kanye has the greatest. I mean, I did a uh, I, I have like a mix a mix uh, tape on it I did on his birthday, which was like all his samples. Okay. Lot, well, not all of them, a lot of them, and a lot of them are like obscure. They did a yeah uh, yeah. That's I was, why I give him so much more credit yeah. to other people because the like I remember I used to be like man like. Like, you know, back in the day, you thought Shahi was producing Trial Call Quest when it was really uh, Q-Tip. Yeah. And you'd be like, man, like, they freaked that sample so loud. And you hear the song, like, oh, actually, they didn't do anything to that sample. That was Same thing the- with, like, Puff. Puff would just take oh, the— Puff, I'm just going to take it. And what's so crazy about Diddy is, like, like, he was taking things that were so relatively recent in the past. Like, it did feel that way when he was doing it because— when I was eight years old and liked the song, and then when I was, say, you know, 20 and liked the song, that 12 years seemed like an eternity. But, like, if somebody was to sample something right now from, like, 2004, you'd be like, dude, that was yesterday. Right. They do that now. They, yeah, they it's crazy. They do that now. Okay, we get it, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him in uh, <laughs> the best one. I saw him, uh, him and Eminem in uh, Yankee. The Home and Away? Yeah. It was okay. Dope. It was dope. Wait, while, hey. we, while we still on the subject of this Jay-Z Ether, or TakeOver Ether thing, can I, can I just add my two cents? We're going to do a complete <laughs> podcast on this in the future, Mario. So if you've got a strong point, you might want to save it. But if you have something you really feel strongly about right now. I just want to let you know what my favorite line is from the song. Okay. Okay. Because it's such a slept on line. Do not bark up that tree. That tree will fall on you. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Because <laughs> think, think about Because that could go Mario. so many different directions. Like a tree could actually fall on somebody. Like if it's a dog barking at a tree. It could fall on the dog and kill it, or <laughs> okay. This the, tree, okay. the tree has bark on it, so you went to the bottom of the ocean with that one, Mario. 
that, that's deep, man. But yeah. I mean, but there's always the phrase "barking up the wrong wrong tree." That already that preexisted before Jay Z. I don't Dude, think Jay Z was making a, a, a double entendre in relationship to the bark. Let let, let him have his moment, please. <laughs> let him have his moment. Well, hey, I've been and plus to- fall. Fall of the season. No, I'm playing. I, I've, <laughs> I've been to about 10, 11 Jay-Z concerts. Okay. And Bobby, back me up on this. You you were at the home and away. When you go to a Jay-Z concert, is there anything like when he does you don't know? And at the end, he throws that rock up and he's got the whole crowd. That Every Jay-Z concert I've been to, no matter how many times I've been, I know the playlist. And I know what he's going to play. That gets me every single time. And, and I went, we went to see him perform in Chicago. Okay. And I told a buddy of mine who had never gone and seen Jay-Z perform, I said, when he does you don't know, just look around. When he hits that part, when he throws up the rock and it's the end, it's the guitar. Mm-hmm. And, man, it came on. My buddy looked around. He's like, man, that is crazy. I like that. And I always like when he does big pimping, too. Because it's cool about concerts that you really realize which songs were the big songs. So yeah, then yeah. your head, you think that certain things were bigger yeah. or smaller than what they were, and then you see them at concert, and you're like, man, that that was a that was a big song. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know what? Actually, I'm a little jealous that you went to the Home and Away concert because he did a song there that he's never ever performed, and it's one of my favorite Jay Z songs. What? You know, he came out to the Dynasty intro. Oh yeah. I like that. That, that that Dynasty album. It has some hits on that. Yeah, like yeah, that. It, yeah. It really people did. sleep on, on on that album. That 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 was like the early, you know, the early Kanye samples. That was like the first first one where where that was you know he was really getting like a a, a leading role yeah. on the production and stuff. So I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Kanye didn't he get some shine lyrically on Blueprint Two? Right. Uh, it was Blueprint Two. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think that was the first time people were like, "Who's this? Who's this cat?" You remember that? That came out before um, late registration. I mean, not re- but maybe before college dropout. You know, it's funny. They always have different know. favorite albums than everybody else. Okay. <laughs> What's, What's your, your favorite J album? American Gangster. That's really. It. I love that album. Yeah, that is definitely a slept on when you, album. When you talk about lyrically, when you talk it, about it, flexing, it, yeah, he flexed because he was basically. I mean, they were like, "We have a soundtrack I, done." And he was like, "You know what?" You really don't. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you, you've heard about when he went to Puff's house. They went to go, at least the, the way I've heard it, he went and saw the movie early. And he was like, man, I want to write this. Okay. And he calls Denzel like, hey, I want to write a, I want to write an album. And he gets everybody in the studio in like two weeks, and they just kill it. You know, Puff, everybody's in there. Well, there's, there's a story where Jay-Z, and I think Puffy tells the story, Jay-Z was at Puff's house. And he said Puff was there. And they weren't talking anything music. And he said Puff was in his socks. And he was like, you know, just kind of sliding around the, the floor or whatever, dancing. He was playing this music. And Jay's like, what, what, what is this from? He's like, man, this is stuff I did for Big back in the day, and we never used it. Okay. And Jay went, I'm about to use that. And he was like, the only way you're going to use it if you, you put me on that. Because, you know, Puff did that. Yeah, he did I know. the majority of that that yeah. album. Okay, I remember. I'm on a picture, but he was. I mean, they literally. He like he said he like you know he saw the movie and it's just like an inspirational type album. I'm big on like inspirational albums that have like you know. I like that album for it is is continuity and it's just yeah. like like it's a I'm story. Not, I'm not 
in love with like a lot of the the beats on there, but but lyrically it's just so concise. Like yeah. I've heard a couple of like remixes um, from some cat named like High Fly and that um is we rolling and um and falling and those are like two of my favorite Jay Z songs when it's done with those tracks and like. Like falling is so tight. Just the so stuff taking the saying. lyrics from that and added the beat. Yeah, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm always trying to somehow take the lyrics to um, Blue Magic and put that on the John Cena intro beat. <laughs> I've never heard that. The, the the John Cena wrestling intro beat is a top twenty beat in his hip hop history. Ah, uh, you're you're it, definitely stretching. It that is. One. It is. <laughs> that that beat is so cold as far as like if if, if that was a red man track or someone who 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 would who would shout out red man shout out red who man got some love. Who, who got the Al Iverson shout out Reggie no more how Alan Iverson shout out red man, red man in his hall of fame hall of fame speech if if you had red man in in, in the in the auction pool <laughs> for a name that would be mentioned man that's crazy long odds hey. Oh wait a minute! Yeah, the, the, is this, 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 this the 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 John Cena track. I have heard. This. Yeah, it sounds kind of like the takeover a little bit. As far as you know, if you put that, um, I'm getting it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if that could be be done. The you problem say you is, like that track better than the actual track he used. Yeah, yeah. But 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 the problem is when you have to edit out Pharrell singing because it, 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 the melody of that that conflicts with it. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we we can only try. But that's my favorite American Gangster. I love it. What about you, Glenn? Favorite Jay Z album? Black album. Black. Yeah, I like the Black album too. I'm gonna go with Blueprint. Okay. My no favorite. one. No one said Reasonable Doubt. Wow. Volume Reasonable two. Doubt is 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 a is a classic in retrospect. But I don't think anyone. There was only like one reviewer that like gave gave it up for um, reasonable doubt, and they, they had like an article on this on um, I think it was The Ringer a few months ago, and for like the twentieth anniversary or whatever, mm-hmm. and they were saying that it was interesting because he paralleled the album with um, Nas, and like he was the only person that, you know at that time Nas was considered just way more of a great MC. And he was kind of mm-hmm. like the only person who this reviewer was that kind of like saw that, that um, like they might be, you know, twin pillars of like, like New York hip hop, whatever. And he ends up the album by saying like, um, you know, Nas um, um, might be a better rapper than Jay-Z right now, but um, I'm willing to bet that Jay-Z will make more money. <laughs> and it was like, man, like that's, that's, when crazy prescient like but in like 96 or whatever it was like um was it rap pages it was one of the more obscure magazines you know that that wasn't hitting mm-hmm. like the source and um and vibe was at the time yeah and i got a lot of my fashion from word up and rap page <laughs> i don't know about you <laughs> your 2016 my, fashion <laughs> and my hairstyles tell me you didn't copy i had every hairstyle did you i had them all I was real concerned. I had a box at one point. Now, I just I realized that 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 when in retrospect, people look dumb if they change their hairstyles like to 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 formulate whatever. So I just I was like, yo, it's just it's just even Steven from like like ninety <laughs> yeah, ninety five on out. Yeah, I, I had them all. I thought the I thought the dopest one was the the 
Father MC, the the Gumby with the die in the side. <laughs> I didn't have I, the die though. The the Gumby is by far my favorite. I mean, I the that. box is classic. The slope was cool. Had that, but the Gumby man. Well, well, what the hell does this have to do with Linda Thompson? <laughs> <laughs> Linda Thompson was an excellent songwriter. <laughs> Linda Thompson, an excellent songwriter, worked with Celine Dion. Okay. You hear me? I hear you. Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Let's, let's get on that topic you wanted to discuss. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were talking about oh, what, what are your posts this week. Uh, uh, who would you kick out? And it was basically... Um, this Beyonce was one of, one of the post on Bobby's Facebook. Yeah, pages. yeah. It was it was um, um, Whitney, yeah, Houston, Whitney Houston, Beyonce, Beyonce, Prince, and Michael Jackson. And so basically, Prince and Michael Jackson are are, are touchable. Yeah, They're like safe. like 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 no one that that, that that's essential listening, and w- which which only shows how sexist we are as a nation. <laughs> <laughs> but so it got we're down. Make it great again. <laughs> so it got down to Beyonce. They're like the two most androgynous. Males, you yeah, yeah, like, 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 yeah, like, yeah, like, 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 close, close to for that. No, no more female black men than Prince and MJ. Wait, wait, I, I don't mean to get too far off topic, yeah. but this was so weird. I saw I was I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw a picture of Young Thug in his new album. Uh-huh. Okay, you've seen the where he's wearing the dress Dead and all that. Blue, yeah. And I saw a picture of RuPaul. Okay. And RuPaul looks like a dude. RuPaul looks more like a man than Young Thug. Than some of our some of young people's favorite rappers. It depends on when you catch RuPaul. I think. I think. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. He was at an award show. I'm telling you, he was like. Uh-huh. I mean. You would you wouldn't know. You would just be like, "Oh, it's you know, bald headed dude." Young Thug is sl- slowly starting to grow on me with some of his, his music. Uh, I like Young. Be Thug. sure to check out out King Troop. I like Young Thug. <laughs> the King Troop video that's taking place at a gas station in somewhere in Greater Atlanta. <laughs> but uh, isn't that where all the videos take place? Yeah, in? you know, and, and the Atlanta TV series though, dope. Uh, I'm I'm feeling it. So if y'all ain't checked that out, I have it. T- Tuesday night, the first episode is available free on YouTube. But they show two half-hour episodes back-to-back, so I don't know what you got to do to check out episode two if you missed that one. Well, until I finish Narcos. Okay. Yeah, finish Narcos. I got to finish. I haven't finished season one, which makes, makes me feel like my, my, my cocaine knowledge <laughs> is, 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 is low. Yeah, it's back in 81. But right, back, uh, back to the— uh... So so it gets down to who, who who's um, better between Beyonce and Whitney Houston. And— as we probably know, the Beyonce hate is real, man. And it's just like, at this point, like you can't. You, if you have to get rid of one, obviously, Beyonce is still at her peak. May, may, may have higher heights to climb. So, it's like, come on, like, 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 like Whitney Houston's career was essentially three albums. You can say it peaked at the Bodyguard album, but like I, I never was a fan of "I'll Always Love You." And then like after that, it was kind of like whatever other songs off that album. And then it just it was down downhill from that. I got a theory. Okay, I got a theory. And the, and the thing about it is, is like when as a DJ, when I first when I first saw it, because I got it from somewhere else, I didn't okay. make it. Yeah, up. yeah. My first instinct was get rid of Beyonce. It uh, really was. How dare you? And then I was, and then I thought about it. I said. Man, Beyonce just has hits after. Man. If you're talking about from a dance standpoint, I'm yeah. at a party. 
and most DJs, you know, they know this is this is DJ. You know, uh-huh. if I'm at a party and I want to get the dance floor jumping, you can all you can at least there's at least five women in there that will dance if I play Beyonce. I mean, she has the beehive, and the beehive is real. It no is doubt. real. But the thing about Beyonce, she's just too perfect. She yeah. would she would she would get, you know, I think her last album puts her makes her more likable because it looks like Jay-Z cheated on Yeah, her. she showed a flaw. So so yeah. she now she has that flaw and women can okay. especially can connect yeah, yeah. with her. And I think if and she you think was that was the, strategic. I oh first of all, they don't do nothing that ain't strategic. Those two, Agreed. they're strategic. So I mean, and I'd I'd love to hear this album that may be out there, just the response to Lemonade. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be the best the best tour ever. Which sets up the tour, yeah. exactly. But um Hope Mo, it's called Lemons. No money. Yeah, but I, I I really think that Beyonce has to go through it's almost like the Floyd Mayweather, the until somebody like takes you down. Yeah. And then you come back up. Yeah. Then yeah. you can be on this, you know, because if you look at Whitney Houston, like it or not, she had that fall and it humanizes you. Yeah. Whenever you have a fall, it makes you more like, you know, a that, human that person. That crack will do that. Yeah. <laughs> crack will definitely human, humanize you, you know. So I think Beyonce has to go through something. Yeah, she seems like she, she, she she's had, untried. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, but over time, and I know several people who have, who are in the beginning haters of Beyonce, but between her having a baby. Uh-huh. And the Lemonade album, she's more relatable. And before that, if if only that worked with Hillary Clinton, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I mean, I really think until that, I don't think they're ever gonna, they're going to be. There's always going to be those haters. She's just too perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, people. First of all, if you're attractive, people don't like you. So it's just kind of like 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 there's. I know girl, the feeling. Yeah, man. I mean, you, <laughs> <laughs> I feel well, the hate all the time. Yeah, I don't think we. That's what we all when do. I wake up in the morning. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's one of those things. So, so like we were just kind of like like going over the songs. I'm like nobody's listening to like the eleventh best Whitney Houston song right now. You know what I mean? And like if you if you name Whitney Houston songs, like man, like she does have hits. But like Beyonce's hits are like like feel vital. You know what I mean? Like 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 Crazy in Love is still popping. You know, like like I was mentioned um, that that like you know check up on me. That's like a third tier Beyonce hit that if you put it on right now at a club, like, oh yeah, that's cut. You know what I'm saying? And then the Destiny's Child stuff and Halo. Yeah. Do you think? <laughs> do you think the death has something to do with that? Oh, definitely. Yeah, people don't Everyone like this. Bigger. Everyone gets bigger. Everyone gets bigger. Yeah, and people don't want to cr- critique a dead artist in no. the same way that you cr- critique. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was the bad thing about Tupac. I mean, he was like blasting people from the grave, and yeah. no one could say anything. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right, there was dis- were- yeah, there was diss tracks coming out. He was dead. He was like, I can't diss you You're dead. Somebody should should have did that. Like, 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 you can do it. Like, if who dead. shot you came out afterwards, <laughs> I shot you. Yeah, well, you don't always say that. If I think if Big didn't die, I think over time he would he would have gotten criticized. I think yeah, no, oh, yeah. I, I think he would. I mean, I, most artists do. I mean, you look at Jay Z. If Jay Z, you know, is gone after. You know, blueprint. Yeah, Jay Z gets get, gets assassinated in, in, in two thousand and three or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, well, the deal is, when do we predict someone would fall off? Exactly. Like, like, and it's always like the paralleled like athletics, but you know, rappers fall off. I mean, who who got who? You know, how many people got to 
you know, be 30 back in the day. You know what I mean? And now it seems like, like Jay-Z and Kanye have so much of the infrastructure at their disposal that they basically determine what's cool. So it's almost like you can't, you can't knock them out because they own the means of production almost. But it's, it's really like a odd thing because, you know, you're, you're trying to plot the point of what someone would be when they, you know, they die. Like, like someone said, like if you, if, if Tom Brady got shot, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like no one said, <laughs> Oh, you, you're not going to say like, you know, in 2016, like, yeah, man, they, they, you know, the, the Patriots and Brady was still like, no, Brady would be retired by now. Right. Like, like he wouldn't be playing when he, he's, uh, you know, 48. So you, you kick Whitney off the island. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on that list. You're yeah, on that list. Okay. Then but, who, who, then who's next? Uh, well then I think Beyonce. Beyonce. And, and then you get to Michael Jackson and, 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 and Prince. Who do, and who do you roll with? I you think I, get rid of, I think I roll with Prince. Okay. You can't get rid of Michael Jackson. You can't. Who, so you take Michael. Michael is the number one. There is no higher than Michael okay. Jackson. Okay, so you take Michael, you take Prince. Yeah. I'll be the tiebreaker. Okay. I'm going with Prince. There you go. Sorry, Bobby. I mean, that's okay. I mean, it's, it's fine. You guys have been wrong all the time. I have no problem. <laughs> the, the, the deal with, with, with Michael is you, you can't get to the level of his, his, his popularity. So you're then going, it's the deal. Um, I, I'll compare this to... Um, um, Joe Lewis. There was a point in which Joe Lewis in the the forties had won the title and basically didn't have a worthy heavyweight to fight. So what he couldn't do qualitatively, Joe Lewis decided he would do quantitatively. And it spawned a bum of the month club in which he would just <laughs> beat up a dude essentially Every six weeks, it was another Joe Lewis fight, and he just went on an epic tear. I think of like twenty-one like straight um, defeats of, of, of opponents, and it's the longest streak ever for a heavyweight. Prince has so much quantity. I mean, there's more. I mean, you conceivably could do a Prince album posthumously every year. You know, until we die, you there, there's enough Prince material to last you for probably. If you did one a year, hell, a hundred years. They haven't opened the vault yet, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And and I mean, they will, and they'll and, release. And I honestly, I hate that. I yeah, hate I don't. Yeah, because you get like one or two songs that are decent. They did the same yeah. thing to Pac, and it it just waters down. And they did it to Michael for out, and it's just it's, not good. And it's really bizarre because you don't know. Or, or is the music scrapped because it's not good enough? Is the music scrapped because it didn't fit, um, you know, a compendium of, of, of a project that you have in mind? Like, I mean, I don't know if, like, did Prince release any albums, say, in the 2000s and thought, well, I actually want to include this song that I actually recorded in, in 1984 to put on it? Or was when he came out with an album, it was all... You know what I'm saying? Because like if Prince made a song in 1984 that he didn't deem album worthy, did did he ever intend for that song to even even see the light of day? You know I would what I'm say saying? no. When yeah. You, when you make music, a lot of the times it's, it, you make. If you play this, you play basketball. You, so you under like there's also practice when you make music. And some songs that you make are practice so that when you get that moment, when you find that sample, 
you are ready to make that song. Mm-hmm. And that song that you made is nothing but practice yeah. for when you find that song. And there's there's probably, you know, millions of songs like that that people do all the time. So when they release these songs, you know, they are they're just practice. That's not the moment. A lot of times you're just like, ah, we're gonna make this and yeah. you know, and you get to then so when you get to that right song, you're like, hey, I'm ready. Yeah, you know, that, that, that. I, I've been training for this moment to find that song to make it. But the thing about Michael Jackson, I the album I always go back to, and it's one of the more obscure ones, an Invincible album, and I always use it to talk about you know expectations because commercially, and everyone else would say that that album was pretty much a failure, but that album sold nine million copies as a failure. Yeah, so. Michael Jackson's failures do nine million. That that's a but that's a, that's a, that's a reflection of his popularity more so than than the the quality of of art that Invincible was. I would contest though though Stranger in Moscow is it, it, such a slept on oh, song. It's, it's one of the best songs that no and, one knows about. And, and the video, video. And, yeah. man, people, if you're listening to this in your homes. Check out the stranger in Moscow. Like I don't know how this video didn't get the the requisite airplay of MTV. And like I got hip to this song after he was dead, and someone had a a, a video on 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 I believe it was VHS, and they had a videotape of uh, Michael Jackson's video. And I was like, okay, this must have dropped like you know maybe a couple years ago. Is this is like 1998 or something? It's crazy. Well, Michael Jackson was weird because he could take a song like that and make it a a popular song. Yeah, like you could make you know who who else who else makes the Earth song a popular song? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he takes songs that are like you're like, how do you have a song that's that Bad. quote unquote? We haven't had a conscious yeah. hit record in Lord like, knows how long. Like heal yeah. the world. Yeah, like. Heal yeah. the world, the Earth it, song. It was so funny to me because, like, like, like I said, I don't know what what went down with Michael Jackson's controversies, but but one of the the biggest things that that I'll, I'll always say on his behalf is that he was saying, uh, you know, Michael Jackson's voice. He was like, I don't know why people, you know, attack me all the time. You know, I, I make songs about love. And, and and healing the planet, <laughs> and it was like, and you see, like That's heal the world, invitation. and you're just like, man, like 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 dude is like he's trying to heal the planet. <laughs> Y'all you, are talking about? Would you do that imitation? I'm gonna do the time? entire um, uh, Michael Jackson podcast <laughs> in Michael Jackson's voice. There's a uh, clip which which is hilarious of Michael Jackson. I think it was on MTV, <laughs> and they call him up there on stage, okay, because it's like Michael Jackson's birthday. Okay. So they're like, you know, I mean, Michael Jackson, he there, it's his birthday. We're going to uh-huh. call him up on stage. Happy, you know. So Michael comes up on stage and he gets <laughs> on my, on the mic and he just goes right into the acceptance speech. Because he, he doesn't, he just figures he won. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know? I, know what I know what you're talking about. He just figured, you know, I want to thank you. Know, and, yeah, yeah. and they're like, you, you didn't, didn't win. Yeah, yeah. You I didn't remember win that. Nothing. Wow. Like, I remember that. He's an autopilot. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, like uh, yeah, you didn't win anything. <laughs> I, I want to thank Barry Gordy. <laughs> I mean, but if you've been on stage a hundred times and every time. Yeah, yeah it's for winning. It's That's just, what I usually do when I get on stage. Pompous. He was a jerk. Hey, with, so we, with we, love. we we talked about some big time artists, Whitney Houston, Beyonce, Michael George, Michael Jackson. I'm sorry, Prince, Michael B. Jordan, 
Michael B. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> but Bobby, every podcast I bring up someone from the eighties, nineties, hip hop, R and B that we usually forget about. Okay. I've covered I, I've I've saw the one with Father MC. Father MC, who goes by the name of Fan Body now. A lot of a lot of people changed their name. Did you see the Kwame Unsung? Sorry, I did. I didn't think it was very good. Um, I'm a, I'm a Kwame fan. How dare you? I didn't I think love it was Kwame's it first did, album. It didn't give you all of the the Kwame that you wanted. No, because <laughs> apparently he apparently there was a bunch of things that were filmed that they couldn't add to it because the mics were messed up. Oh, that's a shame. And then they, they had to throw all of it <laughs> we out. We can't relate to that. <laughs> and they, <laughs> and they uh, so they had to throw all of this stuff out. And then somebody died. They had interviewed for the piece. It was like, you know, one of his relatives who okay. was like very, you know, instrumental in his getting uh-huh. involved with music. Well, they passed away. And so they couldn't they go couldn't back and do the, get that. Foot- wow. They couldn't get the footage. It's just all, you know, it's all jumbled up. But anyway, I, I, I was a... Uh, huge Kwame fan, but uh, Father MC, we've covered uh, Candyman. Oh, God, Candyman, man. Knocking the boots. Yeah. Oh, man. MC Brains? MC, oh, <laughs> MC Brains? I'm, I'm, Am just, I bringing you back? Yes. You, you need to do like a, you just do a whole light skin segment. Redhead <laughs> Kingpin. Don't spoil <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're kind of true. A lot of the guys are light-skinned. So, uh, <laughs> That's the only people Alex will listen to. <laughs> just kid. This is going to be just one on just kid. <laughs> All right. So we're going to dive into our artist for episode six. His name is Stephen Williams. He's from New Haven, Connecticut. Okay. He got into the music business because of his cousin who was a rapper from New Haven, Connecticut, named Dulio. <laughs> okay. If you didn't know. This gentleman was a backup dancer for EPMD. That's right. Everybody, I, I, that's the dancers were live, man. A lot of people start off as, as backup dancers. Yeah, we are talking about Stizo. <laughs> and I, I'm here to say, you know, there there's some artists, you know, we can kind of, you know, laugh out there were one hit wonders, but I honestly thought. Steve-O wasn't that, Steezo wasn't that bad. And come to find out that he wrote and produced all his music. Okay. Yeah, this, this, is, this is his song, It's My Turn. Okay. Off the album Crazy Noise. All right. Which he was making Crazy Noise back in 1989. Wait till he comes in rapping. If you see the video. Oh, I remember this well. It's me, Steezo, that has been doubted. I watched this video a couple months ago. Did you? Yeah. Oh, he, was, he was rocking in this video. Yeah. He could really dance. You had to dance Oh, no doubt about it. I don't know what the dance is called that he's doing in this, but he was so textbook with it. Like, you know, all the, all the dances that you basically did, right, left, right, right. You know what I'm saying? You did what? Stick! Steezo killed the game with all those. Oh, yeah. Steezo, I, I, I bought the tape from Swift and Comets. Okay. That's where I bought most of my music from, Bobby. Swift and Comets. Swift and Comets is like a whole... Yeah, we, oh, we, we, we talked about that quite a bit on the, uh, the last podcast, but... Uh, did you guys, did you listen to Steezo? Did you? Not a big Steezo fan. You weren't a Steezo fan? Not a big Steezo fan. Steezo, I, I used to, um, 
tape. Like before I had cable, I would give people at school a VHS tape and have them tape like rap city and stuff for me. And, and, um, and yo, TV raps. And I caught the end of a Steezo video. Wait, 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 hold on. Hold on. <laughs> this, this is, wait, this wait, is wait, some, wait. some 80s. You used to buy VHS tapes. Yeah. Give them to somebody at school and say tape rap city. Yeah. And then you get it back from them yep. and go watch it at home. That's right. All right. You, 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 <laughs> I just have to make sure I got all that. You may do. Yeah. And that was like, like, so, so I always like, like the, the song, but it was just the end of it. And it was like, man, like, 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 what's up with this? You and you were, were you rocking with it? Oh yeah. No doubt. Thank you. Yeah. But Remember? yes, yeah, Steezo was dope. Cause he was, he was background dancing for, uh, in the, um, you got the chill video. Yes. Yeah. Was. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And don't, that, that introduced a lot of those moves to the public. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, do you remember song to the max? Yeah, to the max, no. uh, freak the funk. Y'all, y'all, no. y'all weren't in the studio so, like so, that. So don't, don't, don't ask the question of of, of how many albums. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I think he had two. Okay, I think he had two. Hey, Bobby, Father MC had seven albums. <laughs> I know. Is that mind blowing? No, because there are people who have a lot of albums that you would never guess they had a lot of albums. It's insane. I think I think Young MC has nine albums. <laughs> Thank God. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, he has like nine albums. Man, I mean, I, I remember I, I looked it up one day because I was like, you know, random conversation. I'm like nine. Who can Young MC even be compared to now? Let me ask. There's one thing I want to because you know during this podcast, and I always thought about this because I, I haven't I haven't uh, had you guys in a room before. Yeah, yeah. But there's a there's a book I've always wanted to write. Okay. Okay. So I'm I'm asking you guys officially. To be on my team of of writers now. That's what's okay. Up. And the concept behind this book is to take rappers and compare them to their sports athletic part. sports. Okay, yeah, sports yeah, we've done that. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. know where you actually you know go through it, and you know I just never you know it's one of those things we talk about all the time. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. you, you just never get around to doing it. But I, I don't know who he would be compared to. Who would you know, Young MC? Uh. Judd Bushler? <laughs> he was, what? I don't know. I'm trying to think because at one time, Young MC yeah. had like the best song. There was no time he, Judd Bushler had the yeah. best any, you know, come on now. He had a couple big shots. I'm trying to think like somebody who, because his relationship to Tone Loke, so he was like, who would be the second best player on an NBA squad that had like a, a duo of, but but he only had like one really good year. Yeah. Like who would? Um, yeah. Like like West Chandler. <laughs> like what? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think. That, like, but like, I always thought, listen, Young MC can rap. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't care what anybody. Yeah, technically, Young MC w- w- was actually dope. Yeah, yeah. I say he because he, he wrote rap. he wrote folk funky called Medina and yeah. Wild Thing. So I mean, and like. Like you know, I think people sleep on the young MC's lyrics. They do. Well, cause cause he his delivery was so like like cheesy. Like like he was like um like Russell Wilson. Like mm-hmm. like like he was he was um like just had zero street cred. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But but didn't know that he didn't. <laughs> but just just plain didn't. Where he so young young MC and Tone Loke were from L.A. Right? Yeah. Tone Loke was, and they're cousins, right? They're cousins. Okay, 
They're cousins. I don't, I don't remember. Did, did, and Tone Loke got on first, right? Yeah. Yeah. He came out with Funky Cold Medina and, uh, and Wild, Thing. Wild Thing. And then it was Young MC. And I got it going on. <laughs> did you you remember uh, We're All in the Same Gang? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Who was the best on that track? Do you remember? Oh, I got to remember how. I remember it was. It was. Mm. You have to think about that. Yeah. Because we were talking we, we about it, 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 the, the once you once you 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 hear it, you'll know like oh yeah that that definitively is there. <laughs> I can't remember. I have, to, I have to listen to the song. Again. It's, it's MC Light. She's what? not on. She's not no. on all in the same. Oh oh, we talk, oh okay, talking. Oh okay, no, we're okay. talking about the West Coast. You're oh talking yeah about, yeah okay. That, that's the um <laughs> the, the, the Michael Concepcion story again. Yeah 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 the uh, the, the yeah the yeah who there. did have have the um, best on, on um, same gang. I'd have to hear it again, yeah. but but it is someone I remember. I'm like their verse is live, right? You know, I but, liked how they did that. Do you yeah. think that's going to ever come back where we get no. a bunch of artists together to <laughs> no. do a song for social no consciousness? No, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because people always uh, there's this argument, you know, how hip hop is lost and it's dead and all other stuff like that, which I I just tend to agree disagree with in general. But when is the last time you heard like a good Storytelling song, man. Uh, that's you know what I mean? Question. Like, uh, like that used to be like the art yeah. to tell a story. Kendrick, Kendrick tried a couple. Uh, there were, you know, they, yeah, Kendrick, Kendrick, almost, you know, Kendrick, J. Cole, and those guys. They're kind of different. Yeah, yeah. Do you, but do I mean, you, nothing that that that's been like commercially popping. I mean, you almost got to go back to like Stan. Yeah, that's probably the last. Yeah, that they, they actually like, yeah. hit the Weshka. Do you think hip hop is that much different today than it was when we grew up? Because there were some whack artists when we grew up. Besides let's, let's not... the, besides the, the, the there's no sampling. Yeah, which is a which is a big deal. Yeah, sonically, it's super different. Um, I think I don't know. Not I mean, there was always. I think that back then that the whack people didn't get as much attention. But I think it's definitely different. I, I like a lot of the new rappers that are out now, and I know some a lot of people don't. Like who? Uh, I like a, I like the Lil Uzi. Yeah, I like I like little, I like little uh, I like Lil Yachty. I like Lil Yachty too. You like and Yachty? I, and I like the fact that Yachty doesn't care. Yeah. About you know because he's just like I'm gonna do what I want to do. Yeah. And I appreciate it. And I think that's like the 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 mind state of so many of like the cats now that it's almost like. Like, if you put out an album, you know, especially, like, being from Cincinnati, if you put out an album back in the day, people would just be like, yeah, whatever, that's local. Mm-hmm. But now it seems like if you if you put out an album, like, now, granted, the people who come from Cincinnati is still kind of, like, hardcore. But if you was just kind of like, you know, I want to say like nerd rap, but if you just came out like, look, I'm just not, not, not on nothing ego-wise, it seems like... It would have just as good a chance as making it as anything else. Like, like people would listen to it and it would be, you know, considered on its own merit as opposed to like, oh, this is from Cincinnati. I can't mess with this. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think the the biggest thing is that I'm about to mess with these donuts. Uh, if we, <laughs> there's no we back in the day we glorified the drug dealer. Yeah. And now they glorify the drug fiend. Right, I mean, no doubt. I said and, that a couple and, of podcasts. And that's yeah. a that's that's something that like kind of is eerie, I guess, to me. I mean, yeah, not, yeah, not that the we drug going? dealer was just such a you know yeah, right. stand up like, guy. Like but. that's a better thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but 
I'm like, who are we gonna? <laughs> yeah, like where are we going? With, what, what's, what's the what's the the the, the direction that this, this is headed to? Now, now, Bobby, I've got to bring this up. So, um, our last podcast we discussed donuts, and when we posted that on social media, you 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 shot back. It's got a lot of blowback. Oh yeah, yeah, and you yeah, there were a lot of people that um, didn't agree with our quote unquote disrespect of Krispy Kreme. You, I'm one of them, and you were one of them. You stood up. You stood up to be, ca- <laughs> to be counted. I, I spoke for the people. I'm the people's baker. <laughs> Talk to us about Krispy Kreme. And- I mean, Krispy Kreme is the overall. I would say pound for pound is the best glazed donut, and better than you, Sugar Ray. And what and what you and what you. <laughs> And what I've always said to people is there's a how we're having it now is not if you don't get them hot you're 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 not comparing the same thing you really aren't and I'm not saying that it's not still good it's so, just so wait a it's minute. not the same it's not the same what if other donuts were hot like that I don't know because other yeah. donuts don't always do I mean I don't know I honestly I that I can't answer because no other place are there that normally like but when advertises comp- like that. But when you compare a donut you have to go um it, it it's not temperature specific. It's just it's just you can't like like I don't know you know what was a hot you know a hot buskins a hot a hot you know right Rem- Remke Biggs. I, I, I think that. If somebody's think that, really angry that you said Remke Biggs. Remke Biggs. Remke Biggs. There was somebody that was really angry at you. Yeah, I don't they, know where they, you they, came up with that. But I mean, I, I think. Remke Biggs Deli. Is where we, have, we have donuts here. And do we have a Remke Biggs donut? No. no it's, I, it's a shame we don't. So what I did was I went out and I got uh, two Krispy Kreme. I've, I've got a regular Krispy Kreme donut. And then I've got a raspberry filled and then okay. I had a good friend of mine, Bob Thomas, down at Cincinnati Fitness Boxing, where I box, who told me he checked out the podcast and he was like, "You have to have a Grater's donut." Okay. Now, Grater's is famous for their ice cream, yeah, and some pastries. I did not know they had donuts. Grater's does everything. But you gotta have good. a donut, right? Like a, a glazed donut is, is kind of like like that's the thing that 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 um, if you're doing a bakery comparison. The glazed donut is a good place to start because it's it's the the you know it's like your base yeah. item. It's you like a I mean? cheeseburger or something. Like yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. Like 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 we we can do an apples to apples comparison of donuts. Why you can't necessarily do the you know, the same with you know uh, uh, a more derivative um, form of food. So so what I want to do is I want to <laughs> derivative donuts. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to slice up these donuts and um, let, let's let's we're gonna have graters go against Krispy Kreme now now Bobby, the Krispy Kreme's not cold or not warm it's cold. Uh, see and, and the thing that that I have a problem with this test off the bat it should be a blind test we shouldn't know what what what's, what's Krispy Kreme it should have been been a control group and a focus group but but the thing about it is yeah we'd have to cut them up but you can feel the different. Yeah, you know how Krispy Kreme donuts are. We're looking for for some form of plastic cutlery, but I guess we're just gonna have to. Mario, Mario said he can make that happen. Yeah, you. you we can yeah. use our hands, or we can uh, we can um, we can use some of this equipment in here that that that, that they won't know what what uh, why it's sticky in the morning. <laughs> now, whichever donut that we consider to be the best moves on to next week. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this, is, this is awesome. It's the game of death with with, with donuts Man. here. Just, just save this for like March Madness. L- level two. 
<laughs> oh, it, it makes donut. ten. The donut might, tournament. If we could find enough donut companies, but like this could be uh this the the the, the uh the one versus sixteen. And we need to we need to let these donut companies know they're in the no final doubt. four. Yeah, no doubt. They they need to get get on board with a sponsorship or something. This is this. What what would this be like? Um, a two versus fifteen. I think and Mario's here with the knife. He's got the knife. So, so. Thank yeah, you. but I think this is like yeah, this is like a if this would if if we're considering graders to be like a fifteen, this is like a, say, a senior laden team. You know, <laughs> they're well coached. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they've been here before. You know, we, you well may not coached. know them. This is the 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 the, old, the, the, the like the O two Gonzaga, right? <laughs> yeah, people, yeah. The 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 true aficionados are are, are, are predicting a bracket buster. <laughs> right. They've got strong guard play. Yeah, <laughs> they got the senior point. So All you right. want to lead us out? We we have to get into this uh, this donut. We, we, we'll speak on the results next week. Or? Yeah, we're gonna speak on the results. I, I, I don't know. Week. We gotta be, yeah, do it while we're eating and, no, no, and, and no, trying to entertain America. Without a doubt, Bobby. First yes. of all, I want to thank you for coming on. Oh, no problem. You you wrote such a big check, I could not not come. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> donuts, that's what it, and hey, tell people how they can uh, get in touch with you via social media. Uh, via social media, everything is mic drop. That is M-I-C-D-R-O-P, except for, well, you can find me on Facebook as mic drop as well. Um, and that's pretty much it. Or you can look me up at Robert Anthony, or you can catch me out on TV on Fox's Bounce. From six to seven on NXS TV. Well, that's what's um, up. Nice. Or you can All come over. to a party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come, come to a T-shirt party. Yeah, come to the party. School days party. Uh, the twenty fourth. Represent your school. I know Roger Bacon will be representing. Really? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded good though. Yeah. Oh, it did. Oh, Rosa shows up. <laughs> yeah. Right. We'll have a. Uh, Mosi will be there. Probably be there. Oh yeah. One of your uh, you know old star. Running backs back in the day. Let me tell you a quick uh, Mosey Williams story. Mosey was the most swole dude in the whole school. <laughs> and he was swole. And I, I say, what do you do? Swole means athletically buff. <laughs> yeah, right. Built. He said he used to do 50 push-ups before he would go to bed and 50 when he would wake up. Okay. So I started doing it. That's my Mosey Williams story. Oh, wow. Did, did it work? You see this? Well, there you go. It's the most it, 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 workout it, it, plan. It, it, it doesn't right. work, people. Hey, well, appreciate you being on, Bobby. We'll have to get you on again. No maybe problem. maybe when we get to the uh, Final Four, the, the Donut March yeah, Madness. Hey, I'm with it. Whenever y'all call me, you know, write that same check that you wrote, <laughs> and I'll, uh, I'll be there. <laughs> hey, shout out Linda Thompson. Yeah, yeah. She got us through today. <laughs> she did. Make sure you check out that Hee Haw. Hee <laughs> Reruns. Please. Please do. Check out on episode seven. I'm your co-host, Alex Meacham. I'm Glenn Riley. And we signing up. Holla. Appreciate it, B. Uh, oh, no man. problem, Appreciate man. You, uh... Everybody's going to be like, man, how much did you pay him? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be asking questions, though. Write that check, though. All right, let's...